Hello, I'm Matt Ryer and welcome to Grafana's Big Tent, the podcast all about the people, community, tools and tech around observability. I'm joined here, as usual, it's Tom Wilkie. Hello, Tom. Hello, Matt. How are you? Not bad, thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, having a, having an interesting day. Yeah, good. Oh, they're the good kinds of days, aren't they? <laughs> so I noticed some of our guests were looking a bit puzzled earlier when we played the uh, intro music. I, they probably don't know that you actually recorded it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like today we're talking about hackathons and this was a kind of little hackathon side project, something you could do outside of your day job, play around. You know, it's a kind of creative thing. So it kind of fits with the subject a bit. I mean, it's it's very good. I am not like remotely musical, so uh, I'm, I'm very impressed. Mm. And you crowdsourced some of it as well, didn't you? Oh, yes. I went to the random channel in Slack and I asked people for a clap. I said, have you always wanted to be a clap on a song? And and did you uh, did you get enough claps? I did get enough claps. I got about... Is each one different or yeah. have you just repeated them? They're all different. They're all in different rooms. So the reverb's different. People do it differently. Some people do it way too close. Some people do it too far away. But when you average it and line them all up, it sounds great. So, and that's nice that everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people got to have, you know, got to clap in a song. I like that, that I can feel like at least I've contributed something to this podcast. Yeah, there you go. Well, you, you're on the, you're doing, you're doing the talking bit as well, don't forget. That's a bucket list item, right, Tom? Yeah, no, being a clap on a podcast. Yeah, cross that one off the bucket list then. Good joke, Ash. Well, that other voice you just heard is one of our guests, Aj Mazari, who's the heads up corporate dev and special projects at Grafana Labs and leads the hackathon. So this is why we invited you along, Ash. And you're from calling in from Seattle, is that right? That's right. Thanks for having me, Matt. Mm. No, it's a pleasure. How long have you been in Seattle now? Uh, it's been 13 years, actually, and it's gone by quite fast. Mm, has it? Well, faster than... 13 years should take or yeah like it's not a time travel thing is it it feels like it's been maybe five but also since covid i don't i have no sense of time anymore so yeah me too well in a similar time zone if not the same exact time zone as you i think ryan mckinley's also there ryan you work on grafana and you make it do fundamentally new things don't you uh yeah i've uh, i've been working with grafana for you know I think six or seven years now. Wow. Did it feel like that that much time? Or did it feel... Oh, I don't, <laughs> time is... I, I'm not even sure what to say anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I worked uh, in the open source community along with Torkoal, you know, pretty much from the beginning and have now joined and I'm working inside Grafana as we grow and make this uh, bigger and better. Great. Yeah. And you're calling in from Oakland, California. Is that right? Uh, pretty close. Actually, Alameda, which is a little mm. island near Oakland, um, but we're affiliated. <laughs> oh, nice. So you live on a, like a little island? It's not so little. You know, we got a drawbridge. So, oh. so. Can you pull the drawbridge up if you know you don't want uh, any, any of the Oakland people coming over? It's actually part of the dirty history. In the uh, There were riots in the 60s. Oh, really? The drawbridge did get pulled up. Uh, oh. Mm. You know, it's a... It's not, a, not, not our proudest moments, I'll say. I'm so glad I brought it up. Mm. There you go. You never know when you're going to hit upon something problematic. We're also joined by Ward Becker. Ward is a solutions engineer, and you're calling in from Amsterdam. Is that right, Ward? That is right. That is right. So I'm cheating a little bit. I'm a little bit uh, below Amsterdam, but mm. uh, nobody knows that city. So I'm just saying Amsterdam for the geographically challenged audience out there. <laughs> and by below, you mean south, not like underground. 
It's not like a, a bunker, a secret bunker underneath streets of Amsterdam. I cannot comment on that, but yeah, uh, it's okay. indeed a little bit south of Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, well, welcome. Okay, and the ward, the reason you're here, the reason we invited you and Ryan is because you are winners of said hackathon at Grafana, right? Yes, indeed. And when you say uh, winners, then uh, that is true. But uh, I'm not uh, like the only one. Uh, there was actually a whole team with me that made it possible. So I'm uh, part of the four folks uh, from my team. And uh, Ryan was probably also part of a larger team. <laughs> Yeah, I was part of a team of five. And I know this is a sensitive topic for Matt, but we also invited Matt to the podcast that he hosts. Because Matt, you also won, didn't you? You won our second hackathon. I was on a team of people who won the second hackathon. You don't like talking about it, do you? Well, I'm very proud of the work that they did. You know, it was very fun, actually. And I worked with people I hadn't worked with before, which is kind of one of the nice elements of this, which I'm keen to talk about. And maybe we should... Go back and talk about this from the beginning then. What is a hackathon? What do we do? We basically take a week off and... What is a hackathon generally or what is it at Grafana Labs? Because it can mean different things to different companies, right? Mm. Yeah, let's start with what we do, I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah, for us, it's all about building cool stuff off Vector, right? There's always like the top-down mandates of what you need to do for, for customer feedback and priorities and roadmap and then where you think you need to go in the industry to stay ahead of competitors. But I think what's cool about our hackathon is it's completely open. You can build whatever you want and really leverage you know, the expertise and knowledge that you have about our products or just tech in general and build something cool. So who takes part in the hackathons at Grafana Labs? It's open to everybody, which I think is also somewhat unique. Mm. Like literally anybody in the company could take part. Absolutely. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Do, um, you know, set the scene, right? How long do they run for? How does one take part? Yeah, so our hackathons run for about a week. We give people time away from their day job to go and build something on the clock. Because what we've found is, you know, a lot of times if you don't do that, that people just won't take time out of their personal lives, right? So we thought it was important to carve out that time, give people that space to go and build. And then also give them the flexibility to do that in an unbounded way. A lot of times you see hackathons that have a theme, or a specific objective, we wanted to not have that so that it's completely open-ended. And then folks go and build for a week, come back, present, the judges go through the presentations, and then we sort of work the way up all the way to the finalists, and we present that at the company All Hands, which is also really cool because it brings a certain visibility to the hackathon that's company-wide. Why do we choose this? Like, Don't people get to build cool stuff like during their day job? They do, especially at a company like Grafana Labs, where you know we have a pretty cool open source mantra and a lot of interesting projects that people are excited about, passionate about. But in general, there's always that mandate of some broader mission that relates to the company objectives. The great thing about the hackathon is it takes all that away. So forget about whatever priorities there might be from you know, customers and whatnot, but go do what you've always thought is exciting or interesting. Yeah. To me, this is giving me new kind of hope and optimism as we grow. Like I joined Grafana as a very small company where everything was really engineering led. We were building stuff that we use. We know exactly what we want. Engineers, you know, we're building stuff for ourselves, right? 
as we're getting bigger, we're putting in new infrastructure, new systems, new teams that kind of help manage that and make it less chaotic, which is great and required to be, you know, mature and stable, all those things. But we don't want to lose what made us interesting. Mm-hmm. We don't want to lose what, you know, why I work here. I work here because I want to build stuff. I don't can't articulate it really without building some of it. I think that's true for a lot of us. So this has been great because I think it's uh, devoting real time for everyone to express themselves you know, the way we have from the beginning. Yeah, it has this other benefit as well. When people join from companies where they don't have a very kind of engineering empowered culture, they'll often have practices that are, I don't know, much more kind of controlled and, mm. you know, it's not so free. And and there is that thing when, you know, when I joined at, at Grafana, I got the sense that there is this en- history and sort of empowerment thing going on for engineers. And so you really want to give people a chance to flex those muscles and, and take part in that. And I think the hackathon does that quite well. Absolutely. And it, to say engineers only, I think isn't quite fair because mm. the other part is the value I see is that we're given a chance to work really across the company. Like when you actually look at the projects that win, they're always ones that involve someone across all of our disciplines, you know, mm. and as, you know, an exercise, I think giving people the chance to ignore all meetings for a week to, yeah. you know, we say, don't do your work. It's never really true. There is always something else going on. Ward, were you able to just devote a hundred percent of your time to this? Probably not, but you did have an excuse at times to cancel some meetings to, and that's great. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So I'm a solution engineer. So that means that I work with customers that are testing our software. And I can't really say to the customer saying, oh, sorry, you can't test our software right now. I'm, I'm busy. Uh, that is a little bit hard. Of course, right? We definitely take uh, that into account with the planning and that kind of stuff. But customers come first uh, in my job. That is, uh, I think, really important. And uh, But uh, overall, I did spend uh, quite some extra time. But it's also really nice to be able to work on something in a week, be uh, work with folks that believe that it is something uh, worth sharing and uh, being able to present it to the uh, the whole company in just a week's time. That really energized it for me. And that also made it very easy for me just to spend a little bit more time after my normal day job on this. I think the one of the reasons we're also super keen on, on hackathons, right, is, you know, coming from that kind of small company startup background, like, I think I do my best work when I'm kind of, you know, given the freedom to pursue my own interests, right? You know, the best open source projects come from scratching your own itch almost. Like, as Ryan was saying, like, uh, I think giving the engineers freedom to explore other ideas that motivate them personally, you know, solve problems that they might experience on a day-to-day basis does tend to find, like, you know, new and interesting problems, you know, new and interesting ways of solving them and and you know, find things you don't expect. So that's one of the reasons that I'm so keen on the, on the hackathons is it kind of surfaces up that thing you've always wanted to do, but you find you're just in the wrong team to do it. Yeah, for sure. And I think what's really cool is that, especially here at Grafana Labs, I've noticed people are just so talented and creative. You give people that space to go and do something that they're, like you said, passionate about. The kinds of things people have done so far have just blown me away. Like just the fact that they can do a really cool project like that in a week's time just speaks to the people here as well yeah interestingly the week is a great kind of metric there because it's not if it were a day what you do is much smaller and inconsequential you know probably still useful you can there's a lot of things that a day focused would help but a week is actually long enough 
to rethink and reframe some bigger problems into something that's like achievable, but meaningful. So I think it's phenomenal. And it also can help kind of structure how we think about new projects going forward, how we think about different approaches. It's a chance to sort of ignore existing systems, ignore existing approaches and try something new. Yeah. So we've done three hackathons now at Grafana Labs over the past kind of, I don't know, nine months or so. What did we learn from the first one? Like, what did we do wrong and how did we change the way we ran the hackathons? Yeah, so I think what we learned is that, one, again, like just the ability for people to output such great projects in that week's period of time was really impressive. And so it reinforced that point that Ryan just made about the duration. There was, when we first formulated this hackathon, a lot of concern about a full week's time given away to basically anyone who wanted to take that time. And and so we got a lot of pushback from managers and things like that. And, and so that, that actually worked out well in terms of the output, but there was some questions around how people manage priorities and things like that, that we had to go back and kind of provide guidance to managers on about, you know, listen, this is important, but obviously customer things like what Ward was describing do come first as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also in all fairness, the first one we're learning what this is, how to approach it, how, what participation actually looks like. And I think the uncertainty of like how much time, how can we do it? When is it? was probably the biggest thing we learned from the first uh, hackathon was, you know, giving everyone a month, two months of prep time to know and schedule it is, is pretty different than, hey, it's going to be in a week. That's true. The first one was rolled out very quickly. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, actually, in retrospect, I'm glad Raj kind of pushed us to do it because, like you said, we learned a lot from it. And that set the stage for, you know, this three times a year cadence that we agreed to do. Well, again, that was one of my, one of the moments that uh, I'm most proud of. I've been proud of Raj pretty frequently recently, I'll say, <laughs> but uh, we had a large leadership meeting discussing the success of these. And, you know, I'd say there is a distinction between what I would refer to as the mature people in the room who are worried about how do we actually build an enterprise company? How do we follow through on a lot of the promises that we have, you know, and understandably concerned that it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of attention. And Raj's response was like, okay, so four times a year, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, and, you know, we compromise at three, which I think with the right guardrails, I think we can do this well, but it's, it's something that makes me pretty proud to, to work here. Yeah. I had friends at Google that used to, they had that 20% projects where you could take the Friday to just work on whatever you wanted. And what they'd try and do is uh, save them up so that they could put it all into a, like a week. Yeah. So it really made sense when I heard that this is actually a week thing, even though I understand that it's like, that is a lot of time, but do you think it's worth it? Don't you think? Yeah. And context switching is a real thing, right? Like mm. it, it, you know, if I had to spend every Friday switching to a different project, mm -hmm. I'd, uh, you know, I'd lose, you know, a few hours a day. Whereas, focusing on something for a whole week does allow me to see things differently and yeah and especially because everybody was uh that were participating in the hackathon uh was focused on the hackathon so it's also easier to say sorry can that wait till next week because i'm busy with the hackathon yeah if you have like the whole company just going through the motions as they normally do then it's much more difficult to push back and get that dedicated time right because there's always something urgent uh if other people are just working on their stuff uh, as they normally do every day. Ash, I think you mentioned earlier that we judge the hackathons, right? We pick a winner. We've kind of tried to gamify it. What was the, I mean, why did we do that? 
Yeah, so I think that aspect is, you know, obviously you want to have uh, a competitive spirit to these things. I think engineers by their nature may be somewhat competitive. and I mean, not just engineers, but humans. Humans, really. yeah, absolutely. You know, engineers are humans too. Yeah, that's that's mm. true in, in most cases. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, no, nonetheless, I think, yeah, it, having that sense of judging it and, you know, presenting it was really important because we wanted people to, one, as part of the criteria, have a sense of like the pitch and how they present that. And then the judges also needed to have a certain set of criteria. Like the judges needed to be in tune with how the projects are evaluated, how they could be important. We didn't want judges that were out of touch. And ultimately it came together in a really great way because ultimately that flow of, okay, I worked on something really cool. I created it. Now I'm presenting it. That excitement, you could feel it in the pitches. And then the judges had this challenge of, wow, this is so many great projects. How do we elevate and kind of pick the winners for the next round. And that's, I think, fueled a lot of the excitement about this. Because now people, when they work on this thing, they're thinking about the pitch. They're thinking about how they're going to win over the judges. They're thinking about how do they get to the next round. And that's been really exciting to see. Well, you know, what was your opinion of the judging aspect of this? Would you have done the uh, hackathon even if it weren't kind of gamified? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I, I think yes. Because for me, it was just an initially, it was just an opportunity to get something I wanted in Grafana for a long, long time already. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for the folks that that might not know it, uh, the project that we worked on was uh, it was called Stonks and Crypto, and uh, one of the key parts of it was a new visualization in Grafana to actually uh, visualize stocks. Um, because I was working on a pet project, creating like a foundation of algorithmic trading. And um, I was like, okay, let's send uh, the data to Loki and then visualize it in a candlestick diagram, which is quite standard in the stonks and crypto world. And there wasn't any. So it was like, oh, help. I, I want to, uh, to make sure that it is uh, it's there. So I, uh, I was like, okay, well, we have Hackathon. Let's, uh, let's create something of a pitch um, and see who's going to help out with creating such a candlestick diagram and that kind of stuff. So that was the, the initial one. But overall, I did like it that it was like uh, judged and that we got multiple rounds and you, you've just felt the excitement. And uh, overall, it was always good to be able to win, right? That's really nice to see the validation of your idea. But uh, yeah, it really started with uh, just wanting to do some cool stuff. And uh, that uh, was really valuable for me. Yeah, and the and the way we judge it is for the final round, the company votes. So really, the whole company is now judging their peers and their projects. And I think that's also been exciting, right, Ward? Because you know you had a chance to be on that stage in front of all the graphinistas. Yeah, it's really exciting, and it's really funny being on both sides, right? So being the person that is just judged and the person that needs to judge. Because last uh, we we now did like three rounds of a hackathon. And it was so difficult last hackathon. I, I mm. basically wanted to give like a plus one on all the projects. And I feel felt really bad to actually need to choose. It was also really hard. And um, from the receiving side, it's also like, okay, yeah, all the other projects are also so good. They're so good. And uh, we're probably not going to win because the other ones are like fantastic. <laughs> and they did so much. Yeah, it was just very exciting. The pitch, the presentation, uh, the people uh, that presented were very smart. And uh, yeah, it's a really exciting thing. And I also think that it brings together the company, right? On those all hands calls where we have the final voting. It's really like uh, you have a nice group team feeling there. Yeah, uh, I really like it. I feel very energized. 
and uh, also very positive about the future of Grafana Labs, right? Because there are some th things that we see maybe there first uh, before it's actually added at some point, maybe to the roadmap. You never know. Mm. It's funny for me, the competitive side of it wasn't an appeal, but it, it, it's very much more about the collaboration and like being able to, like you're almost working together to build cool things. In the last hackathon, somebody built something into the Grafana incident tool, which is my squad uh, builds. And, you know, we took our time out of our day to help them do that. Like we wanted that to be a successful project as well, even if it competes with something that we're doing. So it does have this, although it's got this competitive kind of edge to it, I think the spirit in which everyone engages in it is very positive. It, it doesn't feel like, like there's no sabotage, is there? No, I've said it, there will be. I've just thought of it, so I have to <laughs> next time. But the, you know what I mean? Like there's no sabotage. It's not really like like aggressively competitive. I don't know, it has, it has a really nice feel about it. I agree. So the way it's structured, where we have a bunch of projects and then there's judges who are sort of, evaluating it based on criteria that does, you know, essentially relate to, you know, how relevant is it to our customers, right? Um, and it is like the, the initial rounds are really like, what does this mean to us as a company? The final rounds are like, who likes the presentation? Who likes the video? Ward, for as much as I, you know, like your project and, you know, did my best to help you, you should not have won that aside from your amazing video, which the, the crowd loves. So there's a bit of a randomness to who actually wins. But I love that aspect of it. I know, absolutely. But that's the part that makes it that you like to win. Like, is it just a video? No, like it can't be that because we don't want that as a, as a company. But I love that it does feel random a bit at the end. The final pitches are five-minute videos, aren't they, that get played so, yeah. to the company. So that's how you pitch. But it isn't just about making a video, though, right? No, but it's. I think it's important. You know, one of the judging criteria is, like, how well was it this presented as a project? Or how good was the pitch? Like, and I distinctly recall the quality of the pitches between the first and second and third hackathons <laughs> has drastically improved because people realize they're being judged yep. on this. But, like, it's important to me and important to Grafana Labs that our team know how to communicate their ideas mm. and know how to communicate them effectively. Like, honestly, Matt, the same could be leveled at you. Like, one of the reasons you won the hackathon is because your pitch was hilarious. Like, it was just, had everyone in giggles and fits of giggles. It was just really well put together. Yeah, I think that's what happened, isn't it? The first one, kind of, we learned that, oh, you can make a cool video. Like, no one had that <laughs> thought before. And then, and then, so suddenly we start doing that. Um, and by the way, we steal other ideas as well, like the, from other good projects we were stealing. And in fact, I know of one hackathon project that was based entirely on the on a previous hackathon project. Wow! So it's like you know that spirit of stealing from each other and uh, and and learning from each other. We'll call it borrowing, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Borrowing. Yeah. Well, you can't give it back. Inspiration. <laughs> but the just back to the video comment, right? Like. These, these presentation skills aren't wasted because I distinctly remember after you produced your hilarious runbook video, you then went on to launch Grafana Instance and the video presentation for the launch was super slick, really well presented. Thank you. Yeah. It, you basically pick up those skills because you need them for the hackathon. And then it's like, oh, we can actually do this in the real world as well. So yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can watch the Grafana Incident introduction video that I made. Using ScreenFlow, which, by the way, 
it's a great tool if you want to make did you write screenflow by any chance Matt? no i didn't no. oh okay <laughs> he always likes to get a plug-in for one of his own personal projects in every podcast no, i'm not trying to do that it just comes up <laughs> prolific going back to your question of whether the competition is what drives it i'd say it's nice it's good that it sort mm. of puts real stakes on the table but I don't think it's the main motivator for most people. I really think the main motivator is that we have like everyone we're working with has ideas, has stuff they want to do. And the competition sort of helps with visibility, helps give it, you know, some weight. So that's I mean, so far it's felt very successful to me. So here's another controversial opinion. Part of what we do at Crafana Labs is we also give out prize money for the winning uh, for the winning. And it's quite a lot. I actually know how much it is, but it's thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's four figures. And uh, I know, like, a lot of people be hearing that going, that is crazy, like, giving out money to win something that you're paid to do in the first place. So, like, what do you think, Ryan, do you think the prize money is a meaningful part of the hackathon? Well, it is now, right? It, it's definitely, yeah. it certainly, you know, we're all motivated somewhere in there. Like, whatever you want to do with your money, as we live in capitalism, it's what, it's, uh, this is the world we live in. So, absolutely. What did you do with your prize money, Ryan? Uh, we just finished, so I don't even know what, what the prize is yet. So, mm. Matt, yep. same question. What did you do with your prize money? I gave mine to charity, which is the name of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I've met your wife and she's not called charity. So no. does she know about charity? <laughs> <laughs> ouch. Ouch. This is not public, is it? <laughs> No, something tells me well, my wife is not going to be listening to Grafana's No, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I sent, I sent Ratchana a link to the podcast and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, li I'll listen to it later. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think if uh, we split it, uh, so the prize money, we split it in four because we're four people working. And I think uh, one of those, they bought a video card, which is uh, nowadays a GPU is, is pretty expensive, mm. although prices are going down. At that point, it was really expensive. So that definitely helped. And I think also somebody uh, bought um, yeah, a skateboard with one wheel. But how is that called, Ryan? I think you, you know how it is called. Leon got a, a one-wheel skateboard, which he uh, practiced for a while and then ran the batteries out at full speed and um, was in bandages for a while. But uh, oh. he still feels good about it. What's a one-wheel skateboard? What, what, what do you do for the other three wheels? It's an electric skateboard with one wheel in the middle. Oh, yeah. I've seen it's like self-balancing, right? Self-balancing. Well, you do the balancing part, too. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So that is the, a good use. Mm. Yeah. So it took a little bit longer to actually wrap up uh, the new visualization <laughs> because somebody was uh, in bandages, <laughs> was injured. So, uh, yeah, it was a little bit uh, longer in beta because of that. Mm. Did you factor that in, Ash? The, <laughs> the injuries from the people blowing this prize money. Definitely an unintended consequence. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned earlier that we do recordings. We record the presentation. I think in the first hackathon, we didn't. We did live presentations. Mm. That is correct. So, And that's where my team cheated. Because first of all, uh, I know how difficult it is to do presentations and do like a five-minute presentation. It's actually harder to, to do a five-minute presentation really well than do like a one-hour presentation. It, mm. It's incredibly hard, and especially mm. when you have like live demoing uh, into it, which probably always will fail at the wrong moment. That, that's uh, how it works. So I uh, and our team opted to actually do a recording, but all the other teams didn't. And uh, I've 
think because of that, we were able to better relay our message and have a better pitch. Mm. And also because you ne needed to do multiple times, that was just also easier for me. Mm -hmm. And now we say everyone must do a recording, right? Uh, it also stops, uh, you know, we had some presentations go slightly over their five minutes before we say that wasn't wasn't necessarily a fair use of time. So we, we now make everyone submit a video presentation and it makes it much fairer because, you know, you're going to be judged through multiple stages and you don't have the opportunity to change your presentation uh, and work on it some more, which was also happening in the first go. So there's if you're going to run a hackathon, maybe we'd encourage you to do video presentations at the end instead of live ones. Mm. And some people did just do like slides and record the screen and talk, didn't they? Like they're not all flash. I mean, the last one, Ryan's, that video was like, yeah, like, you can't, I can't believe that. Like, I think that might be too good that's ruined it now. Like, I think it may, be, may have ruined it. I'm, I'm a little worried about that too, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Pet Petros yeah. is, uh, he was, he was a video producer in a former life and he, oh, wow. he brought out all the guns for, yeah. uh, for this but he also really he really wanted to win i will say when we started he said i am in it to win it and i said <laughs> okay it's good to be yeah. honest about this well, <laughs> he, did. He, he did to be fair he did win it yep but that's yep. honestly up leveled i think our production i think it, i think it's gonna up level the future you know pitches because everyone realizes i mean as you pointed out like ward yours was well produced matt yours was you know yeah, I mean, some of that I think is getting constructing a team of the right people. Yep, which includes presentation as an essential role of that. You know, even in the project I was working on, you know, we had UX work that was mainly used as sort of slides of helping people understand where the project could go, not necessarily part of the technical implementation. I mean, we we had sort of the range. But, you know, getting a solutions engineer involved in telling your story is hugely powerful because they tell their stories every day, right? Like, uh, that's... What I really liked about uh, the recent hackathon, there was one project where they actually had user interviews. So people yeah. uh, that were mm. testing the feature, giving their feedback on why that feature mattered for them. I found it really powerful because the, these were real people. They were not like talking from a script or anything like that. It's just their honest opinion and included in the presentation, which was awesome. Yeah, but Ward, they're not going to put one in where the, the person says, nah, <laughs> not for me, thanks. No, it was a totally fair representation. Nobody did some editing there. That's another one of those ideas where I think that's going to get borrowed. Um, yes, 100%. Yeah, 100%. To, to, to lend a word from Ash. Actually, that's a question for Ash. Are you not worried that because, right, presentation is really important and we see incredibly high level of quality there, uh, that it actually makes it harder for people that have great ideas but don't have the presentation skill uh, to actually be visible and to win here? Yeah, so similar to Tom's point about setting a time limit and going with recording model to level the playing field, I think we will, what we want to try to do on the quality of the pitches is try to help everybody who wants video production assistance to do that. So basically what we're thinking of doing is getting like a production crew contracted for that week, having open office hours. And then when people are creating their video, they can go to this sort of office hours and get help on how to kind of make it better. I, I don't want it to be a distraction from the actual work and make it seem like all smoke and mirrors. But at the same time, I do think mm -hmm. up-leveling the pitches makes it more fun for everyone else as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, but interestingly, the, 
parts of it, there's production quality is one thing, but a script and content is mm. like, doesn't really matter how flashy it is without a good script and, and content. So mm. Yeah, to be fair, Ryan, your last pitch could have just been an empty screen that just said what it was going to do, and I would have still voted for that. <laughs> yes, yeah. The, that we, we went into it knowing that, um, um, but I believe, you know, some of it is like, a, again, the value of the, I mean, maybe it's worth just saying what the project was, because <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? Mm. Yeah, the audience are very frustrated right now talking about this project. So in the last project, you know, anyone who's worked with Grafana for a while has always figured out, hey, what's your story with GitOps? Like, how do I, how do I actually manage what goes in and, you know, do version control? And, uh, you know, we've tried many awkward approaches in the past. And so for, as a hackathon, we sort of started over and just took a new approach to how to do GitOps and make it first class, you know, dashboards read and write from Git. You know, there's some hand waving in between. So... You know, that alone, I think that idea, people are like, great, let's finally do it. But you've talked about it forever. So we spent a week sort of prototyping it, showing how we could do it. Some of it was throwing out projects that are in the works, right? Like things that people are really, really dedicated to saying, ah, do we really need to do that approach? And it's been really interesting to watch kind of how things change as you get the visibility company-wide to say, this is important and it's important to do it soon. Yeah, I particularly found it very daring that you actually went for Microsoft Visual Source Safe instead of Git. That was really <laughs> yeah, the highlights. Brave. Very brave, yeah. Very brave. Yeah, exactly. Another nice thing about this fact that it's a week is, and it's hackathon. So you almost, you know, you have permission to cut corners and really focus on what matters, whether that's the key bits in the storytelling, even by choosing what you build, like, you know. When we, we did ours, which was a, I think I can talk about what ours was, can't I, Tom? Yeah, no, of course you can. Yeah. So we did this project, which was basically dynamic run books. So like given an alert, you change variables inside that and put graphs in and things. So it's like run books that are alive. And one of the things we actually built was an editor for this, you know, and that's just a piece of the story. And this was an interesting discussion that we had. It was kind of like a tough choice to make what we actually built mm. and so yeah we decided to build the actual like the editor so this is where you're typing and uh, writing your markdown run book and then you see the preview on the other side with all the context added so it's like you know and we we skipped over like auth with github and and other things yeah, that course, you might yeah. need of course yeah you wouldn't waste your time there so that's nice too being able to just focus on those bits there's a good question there though matt like what's going to happen to that project well, I mean, it's one of those, the other thing when we did it was we were thinking, could we design something that's actually deliverable quickly? Like something that's not got too big a scope, really shrink the scope right down. And yeah, it's a good question. Like what then happens now? Like at some point we, we have to get that scheduled. We still, you know, we have to turn that into real work and put that into somewhere. Um, but it is part of the roadmap now for your team and for their product. Um, and so much of like our future roadmap and and the stuff we build in the hackathons does eventually end up. I mean, Ward, what happened with uh, with with stonks and crypto? So the main part, and that's the visualization part, uh, got released. So in um, I think it, it took a few uh, minor versions of Grafana, but then uh, eventually that got released, and it's now available for everybody to use. Was that the candlestick visualization? Is it? Yeah, the candlestick visualization. Oh, yeah. I did. I yeah. didn't realize that came out of that project. I thought yeah. you just used it. Oh, that's even better. 
Yes. I'd vote for you. Can I go and change my vote? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we already won. We we don't. Yeah, yeah. We're okay, but we don't. We don't need to vote now. And um, <laughs> yeah, one of the other things is that. Uh, so one thing is, of course, to create uh, visualization, but the other thing is also to create something that people can see externally from how do we use this candlestick diagram, right, of uh, visualization. And that's uh, something we're currently working on or I'm working on together with some folks to build up like uh, demo dashboards, uh, maybe a a few YouTube videos around it so that people get a a little bit of a sense of, okay, how they can combine it with maybe some of the uh, external APIs that are available because there's a lot of stonks and crypto information that you get can get for free where you just need to provide an uh, API key and REST endpointing, you're good to go. And that's actually very easy to do. And uh, that's something I'm currently building kind of a demo video for that so people know how to uh, go about that. And I know the um, the other project I think came second in your hackathon was a uh, was a cool project to accelerate kind of PromQL queries and shard them. Yeah, and that just got released as part of Mimir, right? As part of our new open source project. So like a lot of the a lot of the projects that come out of the out of the hackathons do end up in some of our open source, in in blog posts, in videos, in in our products. Last question uh, from me, Ryan, uh, and and this is probably what uh, what any Grafana user in the audience really wants to know, is when is your GitOps project going to be shown to the world? It's very interesting because, you know, since showing it, it's allowed us to, I'd say, simplify some of our approaches to things, but also really focus uh, kind of what needs to happen soon. Mm. So Grafana 9 is coming and, you know, I'd love to say Grafana 9 will have this. Uh, well, you heard it here first, people. And on that note, we'll finish the <laughs> You heard it here first. I, I, <laughs> so, but I also don't want to, you know, wave our hands because the last thing we need is to sort of yeah. overpromise on a solution that's still not quite right. So I'm dedicated to making sure, and I'd say my main focus for like a key deliverable out of the, the hackathon was like, what are the two like fundamental changes we need to make? Mm that allow this to be real and first class. And those will be part of Grafana 9, you may not notice. Along with it, we will have some sort of exploratory workflows that that would love to start working with people. But very soon after, I mean, it's really, it's been interesting because sort of dedicating and redirecting so many people and resources and ideas towards this now. But that's the power of the demo, right? That's the power of putting it together is now people have something concrete they can aim for. A hundred percent. And enthusiasm excitement to do something that's real and meaningful instead of like another approach that may not actually go anywhere there's now momentum that's like this will happen yeah get on board or there is no or just get on board Uh, like yes there's technical (laughs) you know compromises but we have to figure those out that's that's normal yeah and the fact that all these projects like like these winning projects are, are getting onto the roadmap the point that tom made actually in one of the surveys we did after the hackathon was one of the key motivators for people. They said, you know, funding or resources for my project was like one of the top reasons that they participated. And visibility. Because even it's not just the winners that do it. It's, you know, I'd say that in the top 15, 10 of them are kind of mm-hmm. real things, mm. right? So that's where I say that actually winning is a little bit of a crapshoot. It's a little bit random, that final prize. But it's a good mass of these that are really interesting projects that should happen. The sad part is how many are really interesting but actually can't happen and are kind of uh, will, I don't want to say die on the vine, but like we also, you know, as a company, my God, we're doing a ton of 
half-built projects. We, we have to focus occasionally. <laughs> I'm guilty as anyone there, but uh, that part's a little sad to see. Yeah, but it's also a function of the volume of participation, right? We've had over 150 projects in less than a year. So it's a lot to sort through for our relative size, but it's also a good problem to have. Mm. Yeah, totally. And importantly, projects, you brought this up before, of like, you know, one hackathon project was just picking up the last one and doing it again. Um, Mm. I think that's great, personally. And in a real way, like, you know, coming to a hackathon saying, you know, we're going to work on a Git workflow and Petra shows up with, you know, documentation that we wrote two years ago on why this is a good idea. Like, you know, is that cheating? Maybe. But do I care? No. No, I think that should be encouraged. It's like picking up, yeah. you know, where others left off. I think one of the the ones around the racing and uh, video game integration with Grafana uh, also originated that way. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones I was so thrilled to see, mainly, you know, selfishly for having built a lot of this sort of streaming infrastructure and kind of what could Grafana be as a real-time solution. Watching those sort of people take those and pick them up to do real things is always really exciting. Will we ever release the videos? Because I have a feeling that people would love to see these. I think we should. I think we should find a way to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we release the run, well, when we release the run books thing, I want to put the hackathon project, like tell that story in the blog post when we do that. But there's loads of other projects and great ideas and stuff that is just sitting there now. But it would be great to crack that open. Yes, is the short answer. We should definitely release them. There's probably going to need to be some editing, but uh, that's reasonable. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and we also need to be careful, right? Because when you, for example, when you post a video on YouTube and people say, see, hey, this is done by Grafana, people automatically assume that it's something <laughs> that we already pre-agreed to put on our roadmap. And mm-hmm. uh, yes, of course, right? We we definitely, like the previous discussion, we really would like to do it, but there's might be reasons why it's not now, maybe later, uh, maybe in a different form. And we also need to be careful, right, on the expectations. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Because I, I have been actually uh, talking, I, I talk a lot with customers and if they see something like that, well, for example, uh, we're working with a customer and they say, yeah, I really need to get integration and they see the video and yeah. it's like, yeah, sorry, but it, it looks almost, it's a great video. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it looks almost, you, you can just touch it, you can just feel it. And then to say, yeah, sorry, it might take like a year to actually make this a reality. That, mm-hmm. that is really hard, right? So we need to be careful there. And it's, it's not that we don't want it. It's just to make sure that we set the right expectations. Yeah, you're right. Am I wrong that the, the blog post for the candlestick post, I think it included the video? It included, um, uh, yeah, it is a little bit of different video. So it's not the complete video that we did uh, f- through the pitch uh, because reasons, <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it uh, is indeed uh, the demo that you uh, are able to see during the uh, pitch. Right. And I expect the GitOps flavor to be similar. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where we'll edit it slightly, but... Mm-hmm. Need a hand. But mainly the goal is to not have it be, you know, roadmap announcement, but have it yes. come with something that's real. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's very good points. All right. We won't release them just yet, but hopefully they will see the light of day one day. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you very much, Tom Wilkie, and to our special guests, Ward, Ryan, and Ash. 
I'm Matt Ryer, and thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time on this big old tent of ours. Hello, and welcome to Grafana's Big Tent. I'm Matt Ryer, and I've said that wrong. This is not going well. <laughs> I'm Matt Ryer, and I've said that wrong. I've said it wrong. Okay. But M- Matt, your name is actually Matt Ryer. You got that bit right. Oh, I did get it right then in the end. Okay. How many episodes did you already create from your previous podcast? Uh, just want to know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't always go to plan. This is the behind the scenes. These recordings, by the way, will be used for the uh, bloopers clip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>